welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. Seems like week one was just yesterday, but here we are today on the eve of December. It's Wednesday, November 30th. And college football's conference championship games are this Friday and Saturday, and the sport's four playoff participants will be announced this Sunday, December 4th. Hello, everyone. Paul Stone here, and this is episode 80 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, this week's version titled, Tis the Season. I'm going to go ahead and uh, start off this uh, episode promoting my service, Paul Stone Sports. Uh, after an uncharacteristic slow start, I have hit 23 of my last 32 releases to get to 55, 45, and 2 against the spread as monitored by the reputable, the sports monitor of Oklahoma City. I have now hit slightly under 56% monitored against the spread over the past eight seasons spanning approximately 900 selections. Frankly, the amount of blood, sweat, and tears that it produced this performance is immeasurable. Uh, I'm proud but humble. Uh, that type of performance over that large of a sample size doesn't happen by chance or accident. A lot of hard work went into it over the last eight seasons. I don't think anybody has done it better. You can get my premier selections in college football through the national championship game for just $179. And if you're interested in my college football package, my college basketball package, college basketball also off to a good start, or my combination package, any of my packages, please visit paulstonesports.org. Again, that's paulstonesports.org. So it's about 7.15 p.m. Central on Wednesday, November 30th. Just to kind of give you an idea of what timeline I'm speaking from. So this week's episode, with Christmas less than four weeks away, is titled again, Tis the Season. And while I enjoy the holidays uh, as much as the next guy, uh, the title doesn't refer to the holiday season but rather the transfer portal season. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are seriously handicapping today's college football, you have to be plugged into the transfer portal. Teams can, um, they can almost literally turn over their roster in one off season. I think a, a nice case in point uh, are the USC Trojans. Uh, they're just one victory away from a spot in college football's 14 playoff, 
uh, this showing coming in Lincoln uh, Riley's first season there in L.A. The Trojans went 4-8 and eight in 2021, one victory away from certain entry into the four-team college football playoff. So that shows you what the portal can do. If you follow uh, college football closely, uh, you have likely noticed the past few days uh, several players announcing their intentions uh, to go into the transfer portal. Uh, quarterbacks Cade McNamara of Michigan and Hudson Card of Texas, they have already indicated they are portal bound, uh, and they both will undoubtedly garner uh, considerable uh, support from some teams. Uh, also, a couple of other quarterbacks that will get some uh, looks from a lot of different programs. Former Boise State quarterback Hank Bachmeyer uh, and former Georgia Tech quarterback Jeff Sims, a dual threat guy, they've both had their moments, and they both are headed to the portal as well. And while some have already announced their intentions to enter the portal, the portal doesn't even officially open until this coming Monday. So Monday, December 5th, that's when the floodgates will be open. Uh, last year, more than 3,000, again, more than 3,000 FBS players, football players, entered the portal. You know, some of the, the notables uh, last season uh, switching addresses uh, and making an impact at their new schools. Uh, certainly USC quarterback Caleb Williams went from Oklahoma to Southern Cal. Bo Nix, who went from Auburn to Oregon, and Spencer Rattler, who transferred from Oklahoma to South Carolina. And some are now rumoring might be headed to Nebraska, where his former offensive coordinator at South Carolina was just hired this week by new Nebraska head coach Matt Rule. So we'll see how that develops. Uh, in fact, talking about Williams, Caleb Williams, uh, he followed his head coach, Lincoln Riley, from Oklahoma to USC. He is the odds-on favorite to win uh, this season's Heisman Trophy. So looking at last year's 3,000-plus portal entries, some didn't even find new homes. And the vast majority of those players had a, a negligible impact on their new school. But 3,000, that's a big number. So that still leaves a significant number of players who filled various roles and perhaps made some positive impact at their new school. In any event, I doubt any handicapper can keep up with each and every move in the portal. And even if you had that kind of time, it would not be the best utilization of your time allotment. You know, time does not come in infinite supply. It is finite. So you have to, uh, you know, you have to best decide how to most effectively allot your limited, uh, you know, your limited amount of time in all areas of your life. And that certainly uh, includes handicapping sports. So if you seriously, in my opinion, if you seriously handicap college football, and want to leg up on the competition, I believe it's important to record at least the most impactful portal transfers. You know, which ones uh, you record and how many you record, you know, de depends on the amount of time you have, your level of commitment, how much you're willing to, to, to put into it, 
And again, just how much time do you have to commit to the to the process? Because it does take time. I would say at the very least, if you're a serious college football handicapper, absolutely record all the quarterback transfers uh, that, that you deem to have a chance to play at their new school. You know, I think after quarterback, next in terms of priority, I would suggest recording the top-level skill players, the other top-level positions, running backs and wide receivers. Uh, and in today's college game, I think a big-time receiver uh, in the mold of Jordan, Jordan Addison, who's made a big impact this year at Southern Cal, uh, that addition, that type of wide receiver might even carry more weight uh, than a highly talented running back. And I think also a, a veteran offensive lineman, especially a multi-year starter at a Power 5 school, you know, I think ideally, if you have the time, if you go that deep down the list, Ideally, that type of player should be noted. Uh, defensively, you know, I personally, I tend to most heavily concentrate on what I call playmakers or difference makers in the front seven. Those guys are closest to the ball, and the guys closest to the ball can make the biggest impact. They can disrupt their opponent's offensive flow. Uh, you know, I also... Uh, just looking at some of my notes here as I go about this. You know, players, uh, my next point, players who are standout or All-America performers uh, at the FCS level, it can be difficult to project how those players are going to take their skills and those skills translate to the FBS level. F FCS, obviously a lower level than FBS, but there's a lot of people a lot of players in the portal who are standouts at the FCS level who will enter the portal to find a new school at the FBS level. Some make it, some don't. Don't. It is a really hard read, in my opinion. One guy that did make it, highly regarded defensive end Jared Verse, uh, played the 2021 season at FCS Albany. Chose Florida State over Texas and a handful of other schools. This year, verse seven and a half sacks, 14 and a half tackles for loss. And he should receive heavy consideration for ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He is a shoe-in uh, first-team entry on that all-ACC team. Remember when you're compiling uh, your information and analyzing the transfer portal, Remember, you know, there are winners and there are losers in the transfer portal. Uh, as Steve Perry of Journey sang in the early 80s, some will win, some will lose, some are going to sing the blues. And even though it's now 40 years later, you know, I'm not, I'm not so sure Steve wasn't singing about the transfer portal. Maybe not. Maybe that, that's not true. He wasn't singing about the transfer portal, but uh, that's my sense of humor. So that's it for the transfer portal. You know, you get your pads and pencils ready. It all starts uh, Monday. Find you a site where you can uh, get that information, you know, who's in the portal and then where they go to. Uh, you know, you kind of have to kind of do, a, you know, an in and out, um, kind of have to figure out who's in the portal. And then when they get out of the portal, what team do they sign with? Who is their new school? Going to be really interesting because starting Monday, tis the season. 
So now for your complimentary selection, I'm going to go about uh, 130 miles from where I am here in the eastern part of Texas. I'm going to go to Arlington, Texas, where on Saturday TCU plays Kansas State for not only the Big 12 championship, but with a victory, the Horned Frogs certainly in the four-team college football playoff. And some have even suggested uh, if they play well, keep it close, even if they lose that TCU might be in the playoff. But certainly they will be playing to win, to leave little doubt. TCU, again, will be playing in Arlington, Texas, which is a short uh, 20-mile drive from their campus there in Fort Worth. You know, it's fair to say that TCU has been at least somewhat disrespected by the line maker all season this year, uh, even after ascending all the way up the poles uh, into the top five. Uh, just a few weeks ago, the Horn Frogs were getting seven points uh, in week 11 against the University of Texas there in Austin. Uh, and while some, you know, certainly in my opinion anyway, have perhaps failed to give TCU its just due, all the Horn Frogs have done is win on the scoreboard and win at the window for its betting backers. 12-0 and on the year on the scoreboard and 9-2-1 and against the spread versus the closing number. Again, one victory away from a certain spot uh, in college football's playoff. Now all they got to do is once again defeat a Kansas team uh, that it took down six weeks ago on its home turf. Kansas State actually got off to, I think, about an 18-point lead in the first half, led by more than two touchdowns. Anyway, Kansas State's starting quarterback at the time, Adrian Martinez, though, got hurt. In the second half, Will Howard got hurt, and uh, TCU got the victory. Martinez now expected to be healthy for Saturday's Big 12 Conference Championship game, but, man, Will Howard for Kansas State has gotten better and better since that TCU game. Howard will get the the start. Um, Kansas State coaches say that there might be some packages for Martinez, that he's healthy enough to play. But again, Will Howard, a much better quarterback today than he was a month and a half ago on that October night in Fort Worth. Sometimes I think as handicappers, we make the handicapping puzzle harder than it has to be, more difficult than it has to be. TCU, to this point in the season, the Horn Frogs, they've met each and every challenge placed in front of it for 12 straight games. I'm going to say the Horned Frogs do it one more time and make it 13 in a row. They're only laying two and a half. I think TCU wins by more than a field goal Saturday in Fort Worth. Take TCU minus two and a half over Kansas State. Well, that's going to do it for another edition of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We kept it pretty short today. Got college basketball going on, college Football conference championship games, trying to sharpen up my power ratings in college football because the bowl lines uh, will be up early next week. If not Sunday, they'll start trickling in Monday at the latest. So a lot of stuff going on, a lot of work intersecting, but a fun time of the year. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy those conference championship games. And until next time, signing off once again, I'm Paul Stone. Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. 
make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions. 